Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, we got more out of Dallas. <laughs> Everybody's leaving Dallas. What does this all mean? So a day removed, well, I guess a couple days removed from Mark Cuban calling Tim Cato's initial reports complete bullshit. Uh, it turns out a lot of it was not bullshit, or at the very least, that there were there was enough animosity within the Mavs organization that somebody might leak something that might be considered bullshit if you're Mark Cuban. Either way, I I think that it's pretty clear at this point that there were some serious issues within that organization. Not exactly the kind of thing you want to hear as you're getting ready to pay your superstar face of the franchise 200 plus million dollars uh and he might still demand a trade so rick carlisle out he joins donnie nelson out Haralabob still kind of unsure there were some initial reports that he was going to be gone then there is some talking about him potentially just writing out his contract still not quite sure what the hell is going on over there so Rick Carlisle immediately it's good it's it's kind of interesting here if he wants to continue coaching which I don't think we've seen anything that would indicate he's ready for retirement. But Rick Carlisle might be one of those rare situations where the coach is actually the bigger commodity than any of the head coaching gigs. If he wants to go to Milwaukee, if he wants to go to Boston, I, we might see one of those free agent situations that we see with players where the market gets somewhat held up by the team that walks away with Rick Carlisle, which if you're a Laker fan, do you show interest? I don't know. Personally, I do not see the Lakers ditching Frank Vogel after one year, well, I guess two total years, one of which is a championship run, the second of which was an injury-riddled season following an absolutely brutally short offseason. I, I just don't see a scenario here where they force Frank Vogel to go. But that said, if there is a circumstance in which you do that, if Rick Carlisle, of all coaches, who, by the way, would solve a lot of the Lakers' offensive woes, uh, if Rick Carlisle comes to the Lakers and says, or goes to the Lakers, which he takes the coaching fraternity thing really seriously, so I, I wouldn't even see this happening, but let's just say, purely hypothetically, that Rick Carlisle approaches the Lakers and says, hey, I want to coach LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I want to coach them, and I want to embarrass that Dallas Mavericks organization that uh, allowed a gambling guru to have the loudest voice in the room after I won that organization a championship. So let's just say that happens. What what happens next? Well, Rob Palenka goes to LeBron, goes to Anthony Davis, asks them, what do you think? What do you think of Rick Carlisle potentially coming over? And I think from there, the decision gets made at that level between Palenka between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. The one thing I would say, if you are a Laker fan holding out hope, and I, again, I, it's it's one of those Jim Carrey, so you're saying there's a chance kind of things. The one, the, 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 the wettest blanket I could throw on anybody's hope here is that Rick Carlisle 
is the kind of coach who likes to micromanage the offense, and that is not something that LeBron James has ever shown any real interest in. I think LeBron likes the idea of Frank Vogel, hey, you handle defense, you got that over there, I'm in charge of the offense, and I'm allowed to do whatever I want. Uh, Maybe at this state or this point of LeBron's career, he changes that tune a little bit and is more open to some more tactical expertise, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, So I I think Carlisle probably winds up in either Boston, where he played, or uh, in Milwaukee to coach Giannis. And then after that, you got to see where the chips fall. But I I just, you know, after that, you got to see what happens with Jason Kidd and all of that. But I think in the grand scheme of things, the Lakers are mostly unaffected by Rick Carlisle leaving at least immediately. Long term, though, that's where things get interesting. The Lakers are basically at this place here because of because of the appeal to playing for the Los Angeles Lakers and the crazy fan base, uh, because of the popularity bump that comes with that, because of the the place that LeBron has the the organization right now and will probably leave it at the end of his tenure. The Lakers are in a situation here where any time a star is unhappy, the Lakers ears and Laker fans ears are going to perk up. Like it was that was the case back at the end of Kobe's career, but I think that was mostly exceptionalism. There was there was some blind hope there in terms of blind optimism in hoping that somebody would come over because of the the Kobe contract and because of the dynamic there with him and the organization on his way out. I think here with the Lakers, because of where the Lakers are right now, any time, whether it's Zion, whether it's Luka, eventually maybe it's Trey Young, you name it, the Lakers are going to be a potential destination and something at the very least or an organization at the very least, that those stars are going to use as leverage to get what they want done with the organizations that they're currently with. Uh, So that's why I say long-term here with Luka Doncic, I think that's where things get really interesting with the Lakers because he was clearly unhappy, whether it's unhappy or with the scale to which that is, I, I don't know. But he was clearly not thrilled about Donnie Nelson losing a tug-of-war to Haralabob. Uh, he That said, there are now a bunch of reports out there, and there are a ton of clips that you can go out and find of Luca and Carlisle not getting along, and that kind of speaks back to what I was talking about with Carlisle and LeBron potentially butting heads. Carlisle likes to call sets. Guys like LeBron, guys like Luca, who are as capable as they are offensively, they don't feel like they need those sets. They are the set. So... Uh, it's going to be interesting here now that Nelson is gone and also Carlisle is gone. We really have to pay some close attention to what's going on here with the Mavericks because that might be a potential opening that the Lakers have at the next face of their franchise whenever LeBron hangs up his Laker jerseys. All right, last thing before we get out of here and I let you guys enjoy your weekend, I do want to say uh, there was a great week of Lakers podcast here on the Silver Screen and Roll feed. You guys, uh, I have noticed you guys are going back and, and downloading older shows or listening to older shows. 
that's great stuff. We have a couple projects coming down the pike that uh, might be the kind of thing that you can go back and find uh, whenever you, you whenever you choose to do so. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. One thing that Harrison and I are starting to plan our player review series uh, is going to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks. And we're going to link that up with the actual website, with the, the, the articles that are be written, being written and all of that. So keep an eye out for that. And then, uh, and then enjoy the rest of your weekend. When we get back on Monday, uh, we're going to be in the conference finals series. And as per usual, as the, the league's faces change and, and you start to notice these trends and the way that these postseason series go, uh, us as Laker fans owe it to ourselves to pay attention to those trends and to these series to see what the Lakers can do to match up with the teams that were still successful this season. Until then, have a great rest of your weekend. Make somebody else's. I'll talk to you on Monday.